Hey, what's going on, everybody? Once again, this is Jeff Simillion coming to you, talking to you today about protection. What do I mean by protection? Protection, protection, protection. So we all, the moment we buy a car, we get like we get um, car insurance. You know, we have an apartment, we get renters insurance, right? But one thing that a lot of us fail to do is get personal personal life insurance, right? You know, typically some of us, when we at work, you know, the job offers us, you know, some type of life insurance plan or whatever it is, we'll sign up for it. But the moment you leave or you get fired, you lose all that, right? So how do you, you know, protect yourself? How do you build this foundation? How do you protect the foundation that you're building? You are your biggest asset, right? You know, you you have to be the one that has to work out here, that, that has to go out there and, and, and earn and build a family, build your business, right? Um, protect everything that everything that you have, you need you have to protect it. And the best way to protect it is by protecting yourself. It's by having the best foundation to be it so you could allow that if I mean to to protect you if, if anything happens, you know, so you could have insurance or you could have something to fall back on. And that's what I want to talk about today is how important is life insurance that everybody should have it because it's more it's way much more than just you paying money out just in case something happened. It's actually an asset. You know, if you know how to use it and, and you have the, you know, the right amount of money or the right, it's, you know, you have some, you know, life insurance set up correctly at some point in your life, you could, you know, tap into that, you know, to borrow against it, you know, to invest for your family to buy real estate, to buy, to pay for your college, your kids' college um, funds or whatever it is. So today, I'm not the expert. All I do is commercial real estate. But what I do is, is talk to the expert and, and have them educate me and have them, you know, um, help me protect my asset, protect myself, protect my family, so on and so forth. So today, I want to bring in Ms. Redonia Pena to actually um, educate us and so we could have a dialogue about um, life insurance. How's it going, Redonia? Good. How are you? I'm Thank you for great. having me. Absolutely, absolutely appreciate it. So please, please introduce yourself to the bias. I mean, to the I said bias, and to the um, to the viewers about you know yourself, your journey, and what can we learn from you today? Uh, so my name is Redonia Pena. I've been in financial industry for around six years. Um, so I was born in Dominican Republic. My family has come from there since like 1995, 96. So they have done the American dream. They have done the journey. They have worked from Dunkin' Donuts, bakery, florist, and all the way up to working at the state house and being their own business owners. So I've learned a lot about generational wealth and a lot about hard work and a lot about protecting the family. Um, so my journey is basically come to where I'm trying to help our future generations start from planning from their families, but how to make it sure that it lasts for families to come. So that's my passion. That's what I do, what I do. And hopefully I'm able to educate and help people that need it. Awesome. 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 Um, tell me your journey towards your career. What, you know, made you want to say, you know, cause you just mentioned about how everybody in your family had different aspects, different, yeah. in, been in different industries. So why did you decide to go into that? Field. So funny story, I was actually an architecture major for a year at Wentworth. Oh, nice. Um, but I always knew I wanted to do my own business. Okay. But then architecture wasn't for me, so I shifted and I was like, okay, I might as well do something with business. So I studied that. Um, but now I was thinking I was going to be a real estate agent, but by destiny, mm -hmm. I got um, approached by a family member that was at New York Life, where I'm currently at. Okay. And 
Since then, I remember looking back and my mom always wanted someone to help her with her finances and investments. And I was like, I wish I could do that one day. And then I said that and a year later, that's how I ended up in this industry. It's crazy how life could have been. Cause yeah. Because I, I went, I started um, when I graduated college, um, I met with New York Life Insurance and thinking I wanted to be a, um, a life insurance broker. Then after listening and hearing all these Series 6, Series 7, yep. all these licenses, I'm like, um... I think real estate might be a good So we did vice versa. We vice versa. I thought I was going to be real estate. You thought you were going to be an agent. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So how'd you level up today before you got here? So how did you typically level up? I mean, this is a show about leveling up, you know? So what did you do? So what I do when I wake up? Yeah. So I like to meditate. (laughs) So I take a time to do at least a 10 minute meditation. Oh, nice. And I Uh also do a devotional journal every day. Okay. Um, And sometimes if I need extra, Mm -hmm. I'll... I'll just listen to a YouTube video by T.D. Jakes. Okay, yeah. okay. Nice, 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 nice. So given the fact that I said this is a leveling up show and what I want to talk about is the importance of protection and life insurance and, you know, because that's one of the things a lot of people don't have. And I remember for me, um, you know, it wasn't until I started learning about life insurance at a later age and I realized, like, oh, my parents don't even have this. Like, if anything happens, like, it's, it falls back on me. So... I had to do my due diligence and get them set up, you know what I mean? Then after that, get me set up, right? So, and then I realized, I'm like, yo, I know there's a lot of people that are in similar situation who probably don't even know how to set those things up because the moment that you see something happen, you see a GoFundMe account goes up, right? You know what I mean? And then you think about it, it's just like, wow, why wasn't you protected? Why didn't you... You know what I mean? Why are you asking for ten thousand dollars, so on and so forth? When in reality, there is plans as low as I see commercial for like ten dollars a month yeah. or whatever it is that from ten dollars a month could get you a hundred, a hundred thousand million dollars or whatever it is, right? So, and people don't tend to 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 sign up for those or have those. But I honestly think that it's educational thing. Like, what is your take on that? Um, so it all comes down, like you said, to planning, but I usually people sometimes fail to plan. I feel like it's, they don't either trust someone or mm-hmm. they've heard of someone that has like not been as honest with some, with the client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they think they're going to get money, get stolen, or they're just not going to, um, really get the insurance when something happens to them. So yeah, they yeah. always believe they'll put it in their mattress or in their account and they'll use it for that. Yeah, yeah. But it all comes down to really finding an advisor that you can trust and being able to have someone to educate you on it. So it all goes down to education. One thing, I, I, like, I again, I just want to let people know because it seems that, well, people think that whenever you deal with a professional that's licensed, right? Anybody that's licensed for a conversation, it's free. You don't have to pay us. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? It's just like we can sit there and have a conversation until you sign a, a contract and saying that, like, hey, you know, you agree to do business, you agree to give us an account number or a check or whatever it is, then that's when, you know, we take your money. But for the, you know, just you having to have a, a conversation yeah. to learn, you know, what should you do? What should I do in certain cases? If you have kids that don't have kids, expecting kids, buying a house, so on and so forth, right? Like, you need to have a conversation with a professional, whether it's buying real estate with me, whether it's, you know, life insurance with you or anything else. Just have the conversation and educate yourself. Right. Yeah. So how, you know, what is your take on that as far as, you know, is it that people need to just have the trust? Right. Is that what's missing or is it that they don't understand? They don't know. What is it that you feel like would it's the biggest issues where people are not getting the services or not even approaching you know, the professionals. 
fear because sometimes if you're not informed about something you're kind mm. of scared to ask for help okay. or you just don't know where to go but a first step would be to get educated like okay. you said sit down with someone it's not going to cost you anything get the basic information and there's many people you can work with out there absolutely so just make sure you do your research at least the basic one so you always know to go to a company that's at least triple a that's you know that company has a strong foundation mm -hmm. that your money will be there when you need it but also like just really ask don't be scared to ask for help is that when you tell people speak black to me speak dominican to me speak yeah Haitian to me speak yeah whatever speak, it is. just be honest yeah just be honest like i think that's what and we no need. question is a dumb question yeah absolutely yeah. like can you tell us a story a situation that happened where you know you had to deal with a client that you had to earn that trust you had to you know, open up and so so they could feel, so they could open up as well. Yeah. Yes. So I got referred to a client. Um, she was a hairstylist, but mm -hmm. she had a huge chunk of money she got inherited from a life insurance. Okay. Um, but she was hesitant on working with any other advisor and she was still had a wall up with me a little bit because um, she's had someone mess her up before when it comes to finances. They really took a lot of her funds. Absolutely. And it just took time for me to really sit down with her, ask her what her goals were, what she's trying to accomplish, ask what's her, who she loves in her life. And then I showed her, like, this is what you told me. This is what you're trying to accomplish. This is how I can help you. And I made her feel comfortable mm -hmm. and trustworthy. And I made myself available to her when she needed help. And now we've become really close friends. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome. So with that client, right, when, when you dealt with her, what was the biggest challenges that you, you know, that you faced that you is that you, you know, you faced dealing with her? Like, you know what I mean? So compared to something that you've dealt with before that you may have learned, okay, how do I deal with, with this person? Like, oh, yeah. You know. I remember exactly what. So um, every time we're doing like our careers, we have a set process mm -hmm. that we want to take each client through. So I've learned through her that each client is extremely different. Sometimes even though you're trying to go through your process of like, first we got to do this, then mm -hmm. that, and then mm -hmm. we close. Um, with her, it had to be a whole different story. I had to learn how to read what she needed and then move from there. Oh, wow. Yeah, she had a whole, she's like, she's like, I don't need all the facts and details. I just need like the straight point why and or what well, it was is. Was it that she was educated and understood things or is it that she just wanted to get things done? Get things done. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I usually like to educate and take my time mm -hmm. and like nurture. Yeah, She's yeah. more of like a quick person, so I had to adjust and okay. try to meet, meet somewhere. Okay. Yeah. How is it? How did? How do you find it working with young entrepreneurs? Like you know, convincing them that hey, you know, because as I as I learned this, I feel like man, I should have had life insurance when I was like eighteen, seventeen. How about you zero know what years mean? old? Zero years old. Like yeah, yeah I, I mean yeah, but at that point, I don't even I have know. control of that. But. I wish I had knew since I was like 17, 18 to so just say, you know what, like I'm gonna start this, whatever has low it is, because that's like that's better than basically better than putting your money in the bank in, in the bank account because that money is pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. Right? It's it's pretty much guaranteed you're not gonna lose it. So I wish I knew and understood that, right? So how is how is it that, you know, having that conversation with young entrepreneurs or parents to educate them like hey, look, if you wanna set your kids for success or set yourself for success, you know, this is one of the things that you should perhaps look into um, starting. I've noticed it's a bit it's a bit difficult, but I'm learning how to manage it now okay. because our younger generations are so used to investment accounts like the apps or mm -hmm. just real estate or just 
stocks just individual ones they really like to monitor it every yeah. day and make sure that their dollar goes to like i don't know what they try to do magic 50 dollars yeah. in one day yeah. i'm not saying it's impossible because nothing's really impossible but um i'm learning to manage that by just educating them that when they're building their assets they kind of have to start like you said earlier like from the protection side the foundation of your mm -hmm. assets is are you protected like if something were to happen to you today is that retirement account or stock investment really going to help you or if it is going to help you are you going to have to sell at a loss just because you need the money quick so it's good to have a foundation of protection when it comes to your planning and that's where the life insurance could be really good help absolutely like can you tell me more about like the back end of things right what's the process like what's the insurance world like you know like yeah you take my six dollars from per month or whatever it is and then you tell me that you know if something happened you get a hundred thousand dollars right what like what's that about like speak black about that like express explain that in details you know what i mean to the viewer so they can understand like yo how does that make sense because let's just say for me right now it doesn't make any sense to me that you're gonna you know for, I, I give you you know whatever it is on a monthly basis and then if something happened you get this nice chunk of change like Explain that to people who's not educated, who doesn't understand that, and then this is like, yeah, because they're basically saying you're gonna give me a hundred thousand, and I only gave let's say ten dollars for yeah. six months. Yeah, that makes exactly. no yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so basically they take a pool of money mm -hmm. from different clients. Okay. So those that pool of money is then invested. Mm -hmm. The thing is that through the insurance, the clients aren't the ones taking the risk. It's the financial company. Right. That's why when you're applying for life insurance, it's good to do it at a young age because you're healthier. And um, it's also good to do it when your health is really good. And also if um, when it's male or female, it all depends on that too. So it's your gender, your age, your health, and then some personal health questions. After that, then the um, advisor, the underwriters, mm -hmm. that's who decides what your application gets accepted or not. They decide how much you're gonna pay. And from there, what you pay monthly, the company just invests that. And then it's more like a, you're just basically paying a cost of insurance. Mm -hmm. And that all pulled together, just at the end of the day, if something were to happen to you, they'll give you that chunk yeah. of money. There's like two ways I'm, I'm thinking about this, right? It's like yeah. a major way of, obviously like, you know, just me understanding business, understanding financial uh, investment where this is pretty much where, this is how uh, Warren Buffett made some most of his money when he started dealing with investment companies and basically would take this pool of money and go yeah. invest it other places and make his return, right? But this also sounds like, you know, for us immigrants or whatever, it is like a susu. Right? Yeah. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Like, it was just like, you know what I mean? Everybody put it together. Then every month, this person gets like, you know, a hand of 10, 30. You know, when I was young, guys were like, yo, how does that happen, dad? Like, yo, you get, you just got 30,000. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like, it's almost the same thing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just how you, the wording of it, right? Yeah. It's like, they've just been around. They're next year, the company I'm working for, they're going to be around for 175 years. They just been so doing susus for hundred yeah. years. <laughs> like that's literally yeah. how I look at it. And they're right? just been really smart. At, at, they yeah. don't just do the investment or ins life insurance side. They do also like real estate investments and yeah. a whole bunch of other stuff. It's just the way they manage their money and then the way they pay back the clients. Absolutely. And obviously, if somebody that's let's say eighteen joins and they mm -hmm. get like a small term for twenty years, they're not gonna. God forbid, they're probably gonna be around for more than twenty years. So all that money still gets invested, and then maybe they need to upgrade. Okay. So it's like the healthier you are, it's like it makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. So is there a cutoff age when people should? No. Oh, what's my oldest client is ninety six. 
You still get any life insurance on 96? She mm -hmm. did. What are you it cost her, well, her final expenses. It's just still around 10000 Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to get that much. Yeah. 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 You're not going to be like, oh, I'm 96. It's better than zero, because then yeah. you have to go to the GoFundMe. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That's interesting. My youngest client is zero. Is zero? Yeah. What do you love about, about, about um, the industry, about the life insurance industry? That you can literally use that to build like generational wealth. How does that work? How do you So do you know that? about the Rockefellers yeah, from New I know. York? I, I know do you know that their great, I don't know if it's great, great, great grandchildren, they still get money from the passed away grandfather mm -hmm. through life insurance. How is that? Can you explain so that? So they set it up. Speak black, please. Okay. So they set it up. So if you have an account, mm -hmm. you're like, okay, let's say you and you have children. Okay. You're like, I want to set up whole life insurance for okay. all my children okay they're only going to be paid for like let's say 20 years mm -hmm. after 20 years the cash you put into that mm -hmm. keeps on growing okay. so you'll pass away but that money's still going to keep growing and mm -hmm. you can make it that instead of the payments going into the life insurance mm -hmm. they can get checks on their birthdays Ooh. so that's what they've been doing so you basically just get a check on, on, you can, yep, on you your birthday yeah so you can send it out is it just on birthdays or just any time? Whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. Now that's I know you just mentioned like you just said a whole whole life insurance, right? So yes. is that like a different type of life insurance? Yes. Can you go into yep. into details about so there's, the different types? Yep. So there's two types. There's the term and then there's like a cash value life insurance, which is like whole life mm -hmm. and universal life. There's so many different types, but the main ones are one's permanent and one's temporary. Okay. So the temporary ones like when you're renting. Okay. You're renting uh, an apartment. It's not really your asset. You're just, for now, it's the most cost-effective way. It's still a good protection, but it's just, it's more of a cost, but it's blocking in your house. Like you have your house, you have a roof on top of your head. So at mm. least now you have protection. Okay. The permanent insurance, that one stays with you forever. It grows into an asset and you own it. You basically, there's a time that, like you said earlier, that you'll be able to use that cash and um, take a loan against it, pay your kids college education, whatever you want, it's for you. Mm. So like the term is temporary, like you're renting, and the permanent ones like you're owning, you own their policy. What would what would you advise a young person to get the term or the or, or the life, the whole life? Um, since we're when at a young age, you're kind of still trying to figure out your career and your 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 long term goals. Mm -hmm. um, at first, if they can get as much term as they can, at least a million. Okay. And then later on, as they start to change in their careers, they can take some of that million, little by little, and upgrade it into a, um, a permanent insurance. Okay. What's the difference between getting life insurance from your, let's just say, your job, or if you, you know, a private life insurance, and also, yeah, go ahead, let's, let's talk about those two. So the one that you get through your job is always, it's okay to have it, especially- Does that transfer? Can you keep that, or? Uh, if you transfer, it's going to be really expensive. Okay. It's going to cost- because right now you're probably going to be say, paying $2 a month. Okay. If you transfer it, even if it's, if it's not allowed, you can't. And if it is, it's going to be at least, it's going to cost a lot. It's going to surprise you when you see the, the oh, wow. cost. So, so you would say it's better to just get private life insurance on your own? Yes. As long, like if your job's offering you a free one, take it. Take it, yeah. Even if you really want to go and spend the dollar a month, go ahead. Mm -hmm. But it's always to have a separate one that's personally owned because let's say you change careers, you change jobs, or you decide to change you your plans. It. You can at least be flexible with the one you own and you can, you can make it adjusted to your goals. Okay. Your work one is if they fire you or you leave, it's gone. So it's just a big scam. It's not a scam, but it's, at least it's good for people that don't get a chance to ask the advisor's question. Yeah. So they don't walk around with nothing. Yeah, but I mean, like, if I'm working at a place for, like, let's just say 40-something, I mean, I've been working there for 45 years, right? And then 
on the forty fourth and you know on the forty fourth year and then I get fired, right? Yeah, so I lose all that. Then you don't have insurance, and if they allow you to take it personally, it's gonna cost a lot, like more than three hundred dollars a wow. month. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say it's a scam, but you know, you don't have to say that. But that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why it's important to when you sign up for work benefits yeah. to really look at what you're signing up for. Or if you don't understand what you're signing up for, find a financial advisor that can sit with you for free and just analyze it. So you should always like it doesn't matter. You know, you about to sign up for a job at McDonald's, get you a financial advisor, get you a family yeah. attorney. These aspects are like very important. It's the same way you know when you're young, you know your mother passed you on to a family dentist. Uh, you know, your um, primary yeah. care, yeah. like all these things are the same thing, right? Because yeah. you need to have, you know, the family attorneys, you know, you get in trouble, you get pulled over, like, hey, you know, somebody make a call on your behalf, you know what I mean? Um, you know, financial situation, you come on some money, how do you handle that money? You yeah. know what I mean? So all these things are very, very important, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you market your business for people to, to, to get a hold of you? Because like I said, the whole point is to level up people so people can have access to all guests, have access to the experts so they can get in contact for any questions and potential services. So I did get in contact with you. Yes. Yeah, so I have my personal um, professional page on Facebook mm-hmm. that I always post like weekly educational stuff, like Absolutely. videos or articles or anything I think would benefit anyone. So they can find it through Ray Donia, Pena, Facebook.com or I don't know how they word it. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can also just go to my own personal page for work and then just find it through there. Absolutely, absolutely. And I work a lot with the referrals. I literally, that's mm-hmm. how I've re- been marketing myself lately, social media and a mm-hmm. bunch of referrals. All right. Question, like, um, I know with attorneys, typically attorneys can't call the client. Can you, can you people call you or can you call them? If I give you a referral, can you just call that person and say, hey, I'm a financial advisor. I'd like, you know, um, can I service you or do they have to call you? So It can be both. I can call both. them or they can call me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What's your ideal client? Um, I work a lot lately with um, health industry, so okay. nurses and doctors. But I've also been working a lot lately with educators, like teachers and daycare owners. Okay. Yeah. So how, what is, what's the difference between working with somebody that, you know, service the, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, economy versus, you know, people who, I mean, versus like working with financial educators? Versus working with entrepreneurs. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, what do you repeat? Well, what's the difference between working with, you know, like you said, teachers and also versus entrepreneurs? Well, teachers, they have already like some sort of state pensions. Mm-hmm. So they're, um, they're mostly just like, you know how people just sign up automatically for stuff? I'll just educate them on what they currently have through their pension and how to make it maximize their pension. Mm-hmm. Um, with entrepreneurs, they have lots of different things we need to work on, like business estate planning, personal estate planning, tax diversifying, um, how to take care of their tax, like set up accounts so they can deduct it at the end of the year. Mm. There's a whole different other scenarios than just, let's say, an educator. An educator is just like, I'm working now, let's work on my retirement and my investments. While they're entrepreneurs, more like, I have my family, I have my business, there's tax problems, there's protection problems, they have different needs. Okay. So... Would somebody feel like they're not qualified to talk to you yet, or you know what what kind of process that do, do they need to go through in in order to have a conversation with you for you to you know to be able to provide your services? As long as someone's being open minded and really just wants to sit down and get organized when it comes to their planning as a just even a simple goal of having an emergency fund, mm. or even a big goal having of like trying to buy a house, um, 
at whatever stage I can try to meet with the clients at. Because usually the first meeting is just for me to get an understanding of where their goals are, what their net worth is, and then guide them from there. How do you determine somebody's net worth? So you'll take like their assets, which is the savings accounts, bank accounts, their mm -hmm. house, um, anything that has a value that keeps on growing, mm -hmm. minus their liabilities, which is like their credit student card loans. debt, student loans, um, any other personal loans they've taken. Mm -hmm. So the assets minus the liabilities, then we'll give them their net worth. So oh. even if someone has a net Do you worth- you multiply it by something or is it just like you add on like, you know, $10 in your savings and- you know, 30000 here, 50000 there, and then you just say, oh, you got a $91,000 value. Yeah, so let's say if someone has 20000 in their savings and mm -hmm. 20000 is in their retirement account, mm -hmm. that's 40000 in um, assets. Uh -huh. And they're like, oh, I only have $10,000 in credit card debt. So yeah. you'll take the 40000 minus the 10000 so their net worth is positive 30000 Oh, that's it? Yeah. I thought you would multiply and be like, no, oh, more just add a simple like math, like <laughs> add a subtraction. Well, yeah, oh, wow. add a Oh, so it's the same thing that they do with the celebrities, but I don't think they know these guys all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. it's all... It's all it's just add it's math. Just, crap, yeah. just make sure that you're trying... Like, the end goal when I'm sending out with my clients to make sure they try to get their net worth. If it's not in the positive, to try to get it up to the positives. Absolutely. So how do you charge your clients? How does a you know, uh, um, financial advisor in your situation make money? Like, how does that work aspect? So the first meeting we sit down is complimentary, it's no cost. Mm -hmm. So the second meeting is when I give recommendations based on their goals. Okay. So if we see that based on their goals, I'm able to help them with a plan, like let's say a retirement account or the life insurance, mm -hmm. um, then the company pays me part of that plan from awesome. them. So awesome. the client doesn't pay it out of their pocket. It comes awesome. from the, the company. Yeah. Right, so it's free service, conversation. Please, everybody, reach out to Adanya. Have the conversation. You know, learn, get the education, and get the service, right? Yes. How do they reach out to you? Phone number or anything yes. that you want to so give Yes. So my out? phone number is the 857-544-1810. That's my personal cell phone. And if they want to email me, it'll be R-P-E-N-A at F-T dot NewYorkLife.com. Any final advice that you could give anybody to get ready to you know, to, to, to take on that journey and sign up for financial, I mean, fi um, life insurance, any final advice? Yeah. So just make sure that even if you start at zero, that it's okay. Um, just start planning from now, like where your expenses are going and move forward. It's always good to know where you currently stand and mm -hmm. then move forward from there. Absolutely. Even if it's painful to look at it, it's Absolutely. okay. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you for being a guest. Thank, Thank you very you. much. And then here's your own you know, leveling up pin because everybody here gets leveling up pin. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in once again and, and learning and, ed, you know, getting this free education from you. And I hope that anybody that needs um, life insurance would please pick up your phone, pick up their phone and give yeah. you a call and get this learning going. So I appreciate it once Thank again. You. It's leveling up and I'm out. Thank you.